I'm Emily Feed, author of This Vicious Grace, coming in summer 2022 from Wednesday Books. And I'm Anna, a teacher and a writer in the Query Trenches. And you're listening to Basic Pitches, where we... Two basic pitches... Break down the basics of writing and being a writer. I was about to start, and I was like, oh, drinking the water. It's almost like your waiter coming. Like, how's your meal? And you're like, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, I'm sitting down with Sonora Reyes. Did I get it correct? I'm terrible yeah. at names. Okay, awesome. Please correct me if I pronounce anything incorrectly. I I don't have that bone in my body of yeah, <laughs> pronouncing even, like, stable, like, normal words, everyday words. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to pronounce it however. How are you, Sonora? I am pretty good. Um, I've actually been um, on vacation the past week or so, so I'm, you know, loving life right now. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Dare I ask where you have vacationed? Yeah, so I'm in L.A. right now. Nice. Um, I originally came for Y'all West. And then just decided to stay until um, I'm having a dual launch with Emery Lee. Oh, uh, nice. On the 13th. And so I'm just staying here until then. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. So it was like a very necessary like break that I needed because I was on like three deadlines before this and like they all ended at the exact same time, like right before it was like the end of April. And so I was like, okay, now I'm going to go on vacation. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I, I have heard, I have heard that debut year and especially debut month. I'm going to have to pause at some point. There is a small little fly that keeps buzzing around. Like oh, it no. crawled over my bite over my camera, like a horror movie. And now I'm like, where you at, bro? Um, but I have heard that debut year and debut month is a lot, like yeah. a lot, especially if you have deadlines, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Like that's so much. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's really like at least aside from the deadlines, it's really exciting. Like <laughs> deadlines yeah. are like, super fun, but um, <laughs> yeah, like um, I was just really excited to finish all my deadlines and then now I'll just be mm-hmm. able to, because like all this stuff I'm doing right now is like kind of author related. Like I'm going to, I went to Y'all West, I'm going to like Emery Lee's launch and then we're going to have our dual launch and then I'm going to go back to Arizona and do my launch. Oh. Um, and it's going to be really fun. And I'm really excited for all that stuff. Um, and then I think it was just the deadlines on top of it. I was really stressed a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. Then, like, once I finished all of that, I like finished it all. Like literally the day of my deadline, I was like making the final touches and sent it in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That <laughs> there's something like incomprehensible for me like I can't like I've been pursuing this path for a while and I think Uh the idea of ever getting to that stage is just so out of reach for me like it just feels very surreal so hearing that is fascinating stressful and amazing all in one (laughs) little lump yeah but that's exciting yeah I'm like really glad to like finally be 
having a break. I haven't given myself a break in like probably over a year. And that's writing like almost every single day. Like, and I just needed like an extended break. (laughs) Yeah. Just something to refill that well. And I think this is a really great like time to refill that well, because you get to kind of celebrate all of, you know, all of the work you put in for this, I assume, previous book, right? Um, yeah. That's now coming out. Like, it's happening, and you get to celebrate with friends, and yeah. thank goodness the world has opened up a little bit, so you can, like, do that in person. It seems like yeah, you have a lot I'm of... so things. excited. Yay! <laughs> um, so let's talk about that book. Uh, okay. The, uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes. Um, so the Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School follows 16-year-old Yamilet Flores, who gets sent to a Catholic school with her brother. She actually volunteers to go to this Catholic school with her brother because he has been getting into too many fights at their old school. And so their mom wants him to get a fresh start. And she's like, I'm going with him secretly because she just got rejected and outed by her crush slash ex-best friend at the old school and she also needs a fresh start um but she doesn't tell him that um so they both (laughs) go to catholic school and she decides at catholic school she is going to not fall in love anytime soon (laughs) um and of course that is made complicated when Bo, the only openly queer girl at the school um is just so awesome and yeah so then she is she's challenged in her (laughs) in her um oh what's the word like (laughs) like her her like quest right like her yeah she's challenged in her quest to not fall in love (laughs) so she needs to (laughs) reevaluate I love the co- okay, this is one of those concepts that when I read it, every time I read about this book, I think this book's going to be hilarious. But then I also have this feeling, and I need you to kind of help me before I read it. Okay. I have this feeling that it will be hysterical, but then also hurt me deeply. Oh, with- yes. Oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It will hurt, um, but it'll also like heal you back up at the end. So okay, because it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna guess we're really leaning into that romance genre, which mm-hmm. I have learned, kind of comes with this happy-ish at least ending. Yeah, yeah. So it is okay. a happy ending. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a genre romance, but it definitely mm-hmm. has like a romance in it. And it follows that happy ever after, like, we're happy for now. And yes. Um, but there is, you know, some, they uh, suffer on the way. As, as you do, like, that's what <laughs> fiction is for, right? Like, yeah. you got to suffer a little bit. That's yeah. entertaining a little, for some watch. a little hint of suffering. <laughs> just, just a little splash. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it just made me think of... Um, Powerpuff Girls, where he's like just a little bit of suffering, yes. and then just like pours the whole thing. <laughs> Accidentally tips the whole thing in there. Oops. It's the kid. Have you seen the gif of the kid trying to pour Kool Aid or sugar into Kool Aid, and it's yeah. all the sugar? Oh my god! 
that's you with this book oh my god yeah (laughs) but there's also like a lot of like happy moments and like it's it's not just suffering and it's not even mostly suffering it's just yeah there's like hardship in between a lot of like love and care and friendship found family and all of that Oh. oh my gosh you've said so many things that are like what lure me into books, uh, the found family thing and focusing on that friendship and that like character growth. I recently watched, um, the Heartstopper TV show. Oh yes, I saw that. I'm like more, more of this please. And then I realized your book is coming out. So I'm like, maybe this will help that, um, (laughs) that, you know, that watching characters kind of figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. while also falling in love is very yes I love, I love that it. plot line yeah. um so can you tell me I guess we joked about this at the beginning but I am very curious if you want to talk about this or not and if you don't you can say no um but where did this idea come from like where did this generate from especially with what you yeah. told me about your process with this book we'll mm-hmm. get there but I'm very curious how this idea just got there yeah, so it was NaNoWriMo, um, and I was originally, so, like, it was, The Lesbianist Guide to Catholic School was the first book I ever wrote. It was ah! the first, like, original book. No, um, shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, I had written <laughs> fan fiction before that, and I wrote, like, book-length fan fiction, but I yes. never, like, finished, like, an original work before, um, and all of the all the ideas for books I had were like fantasy or like sci-fi and like all that. And so when NaNoWriMo came around, I decided like in on like October 20th that I was going to do NaNoWriMo. And I was like, I don't have time to build a world. I don't have time to like come up with like all like a magic system, like a whole new, like, you know, I didn't have time for all of that. And I was like, let me do something quote easy (laughs) and like (laughs) I'm gonna like draw off my own experiences and like write something that I know super intimately so I don't have to do a lot of research and like guess who went to Catholic school uh and so like I you know back then like that was my experience and um it was not easy. It was not as yeah. easy as I thought it would be writing from right. my own experience because there was a lot that I didn't realize I needed to process. Um, so I processed a lot of stuff in that, in writing that book that I didn't even realize that I was like not healed from. Oh, wow. So it helped a lot. It was really cathartic. Um but yeah, so the idea basically came because I was trying to, to be like, what can I write in a month? Like, what is something like easy that I can write? Right. In a month? And then it was not easy, but it was definitely like something I didn't have to research and I could just like pull from my brain. Oh my gosh. I, I love knowing, I'm always fascinated about where ideas come from or what people are thinking when they're creating a project. And then knowing that it is something personal, like deeply personal and knowing that this was, you know, not just personal as in like, these are events from my life, but like, no, this book actually broke me and healed me or like any kind of that, you know, this book was therapy for me is just, it takes it to a new level for me while I'm reading. 
Yeah, it was 100% therapy for me. Like, wow. It was really, like, I processed so much. And I feel like it was really nice for me to give Yami the, like, little happy ending that, like, I, it like, her, like, yes, she's, like, gone through a lot in that book. But, like, at the same time, like, it was really important for me to see her and Cesar too and like Bo and like everybody just like go through what they go through, but then come out at the end thriving and just be yeah. like, you know, I, I, that was really important to me. I really wanted to like see and for kids to see like themselves in these characters and see that it's possible to have a happy ending. And like, I, I, I actually got a, is it okay to like share um, a trade review that I got that like I think sums up just perfectly? Absolutely. One sentence in here. Um, Let me find it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Reyes doesn't dismiss those harsher realities, but rather tempers them with a steady drumbeat that life does not have to be anywhere near perfect to still be deliriously joyful a lot of the time. Oh my gosh. I I like read that and I like almost cried. I was like, that's exactly what I was going for. Like that makes me oh. so happy. Um, it's a BCCB review. Um, so I'm really like thrilled about that. <laughs> what if I cry for you? What if oh. I'm just over here tearing up? Because it's- Yeah, like, but that's like exactly what like the point is. Like it's you know, like it's still joyful. It's still like not in spite of everything, but through everything, you know? Yeah. I think it's so important for, I I can't speak much to this because of my own background, but I think it's important for kids to see and especially kids of marginalizations to see like it's possible, you know, there's a lot of, yes. you know, especially in a, <laughs> In this world in which there is much pain and suffering. Yeah, yeah. It is important for them to see that it 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 is happy and it's okay if it's not storybook yeah. fantasy fairy tale ending happy. It's okay yeah, there are happy exactly. bright moments. Yeah. <sighs> and for I don't know, I'm just like tearing up because oh. the idea of somebody getting it, getting your yes, book that that's priceless. Yes. <sighs> I was so happy like when I saw that Ellie seriously was cheering up and I just like oh I was like this is perfect I I still so you got the exclusive I haven't shared this review yet but I will share it soon that's (laughs) exciting yes listen there are sometimes this podcast that we get like first looks of things or first (laughs) messages of things and I'm like this makes me so happy like I'm just honored that you know, thank Yay. you. Thank you for sharing that. That's just, I'm going to carry that with me. <laughs> I love that. Um, so we talked about how, you know, this is, this was not, you know, you sat down and were like, I'm going to write something easy. And then, you know, the book was like, I'm actually going to turn into therapy. Uh, yeah, can yeah. we talk about, so NaNoWriMo, did you finish the book? Did you, you know, talk about that process and then the next steps for me because this has a wild story that kind of contradicts 
some stuff we've said on this podcast and I'm living for it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually finished the book in NaNoWriMo. I finished it on November 16th because um, of something. <laughs> I'm sorry. So a- Hold up. You finished it on November 16th. Yeah. <laughs> NaNoWriMo starts November 1st. Yes. <laughs> Can I ask how long it was? Do you know? It was really short. It was like 55,000 words. But (laughs) in 16 days. Okay. I'm going to process that. (laughs) It was okay. So that is not normal for me necessarily. But like, so what happened was while I was writing it, I was like, I was doing great. I was like writing a ton every day. I was writing every day with people. This was like in 2018. So pre-pandemic. So I was going out like every day, like meeting up all the local NaNoWriMo people. Um, And I was going to like three different write-ins a day. And I was just like, really, I took a month off of work so that I could do it. Um, So I was like fully like in it. And then I was about like 70 or 80% way through the book. And I was at a part of the book that was, like, the hardest to write. It was, like, the emotional, like, like it was just the most, uh, I don't even know how to, I, I don't want to spoil it. But it was, yeah. it was a very emotional part of the book that I had to write. And I tried it, like, five different ways. And, like, nothing was working. And, and it was just really difficult. Um, and then I finally wrote it. And when I wrote it, I felt so relieved, so happy. And then the word file got corrupted. No, so I lost it. No, uh, just yes. that scene or the whole thing. Um, I lost like 30 to 50 pages or something. Like it was, it was, I lost a lot. And then <laughs> I was like, devastated I was like I took it to like the Apple store I took it to like a bunch of different places trying to like get it fixed and everyone was just like there's nothing we can do and so I was like so luckily like now uh and and here's a message to all the listeners back up your files and save it like every chance you get email it to yourself like every time like you edit something like I email it to myself so I have like another version of it too just in yeah. case. Um, but yeah, so um, when that happened, I thought I was going to give up on the book. I decided I can't do this. I'm not going to finish this book. And this was on like the 14th. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to take a day off. I cannot, I cannot do this. Like, I'm going to take a day off, and then the next day I'm going to decide what to do with this book, if I'm even going to finish it. And so then on the 16th, I woke up at, like, 5 a.m. I went to a ride-in from, like, 6 to 12. Then I went to a ride-in from, like, 12.30 to, like, 5. Then I went to a ride-in from, like, 6 to midnight. And then I finished it, like, at midnight. <laughs> and this like, hustle! I know I was like I'm gonna because literally I told myself I was like I need to finish this book today or I will never finish it because I was that mad and I was like if I don't finish it right now I'm not gonna do it so like I just decided I was gonna finish the book that day (laughs) oh my Um, gosh and it was like a really really bad first draft but like 
you know, it was, it was there. And uh, right. But I, th- I think like there are some people and I think there are some ideas that just have to happen. They have to happen yeah. in that very raw, you, you jump on the idea while it's there. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've mentioned it a couple of times. There's a, there's a book that I've read that, uh, you know, the author talks about how it, once the idea is sparked, you have to keep that fire alive. And mm-hmm. if not, it will die and you will never have it again. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It seems like you were at that moment where you're like, this fire is either going to be put out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or I'm going to like spark it and bonfire yeah. it until it's done. That was exactly wow. what it was. <laughs> it was like, wow. I could feel the fire dying and I was like, I need to do it right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I did it. I finished it on the 16th. I was like, so relieved um and then I took the rest of November to revise it into a readable draft so that like the last like 80 to 100 percent of it wasn't just like I literally didn't even have an ending I just ended it where the outline ended Uh like the outline ended and I it was like the last sentence was like and I I don't even remember. It was like a really bad last sentence. It was like, and then we danced or like, then we like took a nap or like whatever. It was like the end of yeah. the album. And it was like, not a last sentence uh-huh. um, of a book. And <laughs> then um, I revised it for the next two weeks. So I finished NaNoWriMo just as like, just as, like going strong as I had been the first two weeks, but for revising mm-hmm. instead of wow. for drafting. And then I sent it to beta readers. I had way too many beta readers. I would not recommend doing what I did because I like was on Tumblr at the time. And I was just like, Hey, I wrote a book about like a lesbian going to Catholic school. Does anyone want to read it? And I got like, I don't know, 50 people like wanting to read it. I shit. Them. <laughs> so I got really lucky that it didn't get like plagiarized or something in the time that right. <laughs> right. I sent it to everyone that wanted to read it. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Most of them never got back to me, but <laughs> um, so I had like a lot of beta feedback and then um, I, I got it back pretty soon. So I think like, all of December, I pretty much just spent December like revising based on the beta feedback. Mm-hmm. And then on December 31st, I started querying it, <laughs> which I do not recommend. Also do not recommend doing. Um, <laughs> I love how unconventional, unconventional, I say with funny ears, this whole process is. This yeah. is fuck wild. I love yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a whole adventure. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. every step is like, what more pain could I cause today? <laughs> you know, I could keep going. It, it still oh, gets weirder. Oh my God. Whatever you want to hear. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay. So I started querying on December 31st. Um, I had to get... Um, I had a major surgery on February 9th, I believe. On February 8th, I got an email asking for a call. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I took the call the day after my surgery. 
So I was like, because I was like, if this is an offer, like, I'm not going to not take this call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I took the call the day after my surgery. I was like super high on pain meds. Like, it was ridiculous. And then, oh, so I took the call. It was an offer. And then I spent, like, the rest of my recovery period, like, just emailing people in, like, a, like, pain medicine-induced high, like, emailing all the other agents that I had queried, being like, I got an offer. Like, let me know if you want to, like, if you're still interested. And it was just, like, it was wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just yeah <laughs> the path to publication for this book is a book in itself like right I could read the highs the drama the laughter yeah. there's a lot of drama and adventure <laughs> oh my gosh okay I <laughs> I'm having to process so much because this is fantastic <laughs> Query on December 31st, a month later, surgery, offers. We're going through that on medication. We're, okay. <laughs> I don't, normally I have like questions that pop into mind and flow from there, but you have thrown me so off <laughs> in the best way possible. I love this. It's so funny. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's fantastic. I am glad you are better from this surgery. I hope yeah 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 okay and then obviously the book thing is going pretty all right so you know (laughs) this story has a happy ending um all right so this all moves pretty quickly and I think this is like the tie-in I guess for the publishing side of things is a lot of people do talk about how nothing happens until something happens and then everything happens yeah pretty much yeah Yeah. was then like was mm -hmm. sorry no was I was just gonna say was like is that the experience you had, like, when that first offer rolled in? Oh, yeah. So, like, it, so when the first offer, so I ended up with four offers, and I got to choose, and I honestly did not know what I know now, but I made the right choice somehow by, like, sheer luck. Wow. um, Because I love my agent, and I didn't know, because at the time, she was a brand new agent, and she hadn't made any sales yet, and I just chose her because I really, like, I felt like we connected on the phone, and I really liked her vision for revisions. Yeah. Um, And, like, I didn't have, like, any way of looking at, like, I didn't have a publisher's marketplace subscription. I didn't have, like, I, I wasn't like, oh, who are your sales? Who are your, like anything like that I was just like we vibe yes (laughs) and it worked out for me like I got so lucky because she's amazing um (laughs) um but yeah so I got really lucky with that but then I think because I started querying so soon after writing the book we had a lot of revision to do yeah and she was the only agent who actually like wanted to do a lot of revision the other three we're kind of like, we'll do like one round or we'll just go on submission now. And I kind of had a feeling that it needed more revision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I talked to Allie, she had like all these ideas and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, this is really going to make the book better. Yeah. And so I chose her based on that. And we ended up revising for over a year oh before going goodness. on submission. <laughs> oh my um, Which 
was definitely worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely felt at the time while I was revising, I was like, this is never going to end. Am I ever going to sell this book? Like, I don't know. But then like once we finally went on submission, I again got really, 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 really lucky and it sold pretty fast. Wow. So I, it's definitely been a lot of like the stuff that's been out of my control has gone pretty quickly yeah and then the stuff like revision like has gone pretty slowly mm-hmm, or the stuff mm-hmm. that's like for example because I sold the book on April 3rd of 2020 so like uh-huh. right at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah um, and um then it was another two years before the book comes out right May 17th right and at the time I was like, oh, it's so long. And like, now it's here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I kind of felt like it was never going to happen. And it was a year after selling the book that I wasn't allowed to talk about it. I didn't announce it until a year after <laughs> I sold it. Oh my gosh. Was that, I've, I have a friend who had a similar situation and I know a bunch of other people have a similar situation that you don't get to announce until yeah. a delayed time yeah. for whatever purpose. Yeah, it was really oh hard. I definitely told my whole family and I told my mom told everyone. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Very good. Um, so yeah, my mom told everyone and um I basically like hinted it hinted at it a lot. <laughs> like yeah. was, like um like I would still like apply to like mentorship programs and just be like, Yeah, just so you know, like I may or may not have a book deal. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't talk about it, but we all can keep a secret. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I couldn't, like, really talk about it, but I couldn't, like, talk about it publicly. But I was telling people, like, <laughs> oh, the down low, like, just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I'm very curious just because. Again, every part of this is so unconventional, like not looking at (laughs) publisher's marketplace, not doing like, you know, I just think I have gone through the query process and it is, you know, check all the sales and see if they tick all the boxes and like do all this like FBI style research on agents. And so that unconventional is like making my heart just like, you know, there's a voice inside my head that's like, why didn't we do that? And (laughs) I don't know. I'm just I'm I admire just like being okay, we're doing it now. Like, yeah, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I was literally just like, because like I had done like quote research about like agents and stuff, but it was like on their own websites Uh and like stuff like that. And like on query tracker, I would like look at who reps whom and like all that. Yeah. But like that was pretty much the extent of the research that I did. Or I would like Google them and see if anything came up. Uh-huh. But like I didn't know about Publishers Marketplace and like I wasn't really on Twitter mm-hmm. back then and so I didn't really have like uh anywhere to ask people who knew. Yeah. All my writing friends were other NaNoWriMo people who were like either writing their first book or like they they hadn't queried yet or like anything like that. So like right. nobody knew how to query. Like it was just mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of winged it (laughs) and like got really lucky yeah I definitely got really lucky I 
I think that's amazing. And I also think there's something to, I, 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 yes, a lot of it is luck, but I think there is something to, when you have that call, there's a click that happens. There's an understanding. Um, and not just on the books level of like, oh, they get my book, but they also get what I want out of this book. Yeah. Kind of, it almost like the way, the way you talk about it almost reminds me of, um, pitch wars, right? Where, you know immediately when your mentor is talking about the changes or you see the things, the kind of editorials are like, you know, editorial mentorship they'll offer. You're like, oh, that's what I need help on. Mm-hmm. Right. I I know my book needs X, Y, and Z. This person can mm-hmm. offer me X, Y, and Z. So I think yeah. there's a little bit of advice there in that, like, when you get have the call, kind of trust that gut. Yeah, exactly. Um. Can you talk a little bit about the revision process with your agent? Because I'm very curious because it was written so quickly and revised so quickly and picked up so quickly what that was like with them, because I know every agent is different. Yeah. So Ali is extremely editorial. Like I think everyone at Writer's House is Uh Um, like they're like known for like being super editorial so like the idea is that you will hopefully have to do less edits when you get an editor yes um so we revised for a really long time I think we did I don't know how many rounds we did we did a lot of rounds Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the book almost doubled in size yeah it was like 55 maybe 53,000 words I feel like the first draft and it is now like 100 103 I think dang okay Um, so it's a chonky boy Um, (laughs) but yeah um it it got a lot longer and that's with deleting like I also deleted like 20k and added a whole bunch more so like it, it was a long road, but I ultimately think that I'm so much better at writing now because now when I draft, I like have some of these things for like these revisions that I had to do in mind that like I never would have thought to draft with this in mind. Like, for example, like there was one thing that kind of stuck with me is that like every scene make sure that it's like accomplishing at least one or two or even more things like Mm -hmm. what is the point of the scene and it's like it could just be character development it could be to to for a plot reason it could be for like all these different things or like to set the scene or to like add you know intrigue or whatever but like if you have multiple of those things within each scene then each scene is like a lot more like compelling yeah yeah now when I'm outlining my like to draft I try to outline that way so that I can make every scene like really count so that it'll be harder (laughs) so that (laughs) that way it's harder to like have to delete stuff like yeah, they, they can't yeah. really tell you to delete a scene that like accomplishes so much stuff, you know? <laughs> right, right. It's harder for people to justify like, oh, the scene isn't working. Delete it. It's like the scene isn't working. We need to tweak it, yeah. but it's yeah, necessary, exactly. right? Yeah. Wow. Um, that kind of leads me to a question. Uh, NaNoWriMo, you were just like, let's just go in and write from my experience. <laughs> yeah. No outline. No, like, nope 
prep, right? Did you outline that nano thing I at all? I did outline, but it was a very like yeah. Um, like I outlined it in like a day. Uh huh. So it wasn't like a very good outline. <laughs> it was just like I knew what was gonna happen. Like I was like, oh, I know how it's gonna end. I know how I want um, them to get together. I know how I want her to have this problem. I know like blah 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 blah. Like yeah, all of that. Okay, so now has your outlining process changed? Obviously, like layering things in, but has it changed? Yeah, so much. At all like that? Um, Yeah, so I actually feel like I outline different every book almost. Um, Because like when I did, okay, so there's some things that stay the same. Like before I start outlining, I always do like a little idea dump where I have like a document that I'm just like writing everything down. Like, Oh, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. Um, what if there, what if she has a brother? What if she has, um, this, what if, what if, you know, I, I can't say things cause I don't want to spoil it, but like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so like, that's where like, I would just like word vomit, like everything that could possibly be, in the book that I'm just like, what if her mom is, is, has a job at the telemarketer or like, you know, uh-huh. whatever, like, um, and, and it can be character stuff. It can be plot stuff. It can be anything. And then I go and I make character documents and then I make an outline document. And in my character documents, I usually have like a bunch of questions that I answer about every character uh-huh. And then I go to the outline and I just take everything from the idea dump that can be, I put the idea dump in the outline and then I try to like rearrange it so that it's in order. Yeah. And then I like go through and add like, okay, make sure there's a beginning, make sure there's a middle, make sure there's an ending, make sure like there's like whatever major plot points I want and like just kind of go from there. And then I like make like expand on everything that's there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a chaotic way of doing it, but <laughs> I know I love this so much. I love learning about this specific process, part of the process, because I feel like this is the one that's hardest, hardest to kind of teach people because it is yeah. so subjective. It is based on like what works for your brain. It's literally yeah. about your brain and how yeah. your brain works. And exactly, this is like my, I, I agree with you totally. I think I'm of the same mind. Like every book ha- requires a different process almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very similar where I have the brain dump thing. And I was trying to explain to somebody how I was outlining. Cause they were like, your outline's still not done. And I was like, my outline is my outline again. Bunny ears is now like a 10 K document. And it's just me going, what if yeah. this happens? But that doesn't make sense. And it's literally me talking to myself going, no, 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 no. You said this. 20 pages ago Anna you can't do that let's try this mm-hmm. like you know and yeah yeah I love I'll, the... I'll definitely argue with myself on there too yep yep I like the <laughs> flexibility that gives too where you're like let's mm-hmm. try and put some of this brain stuff into this outline and then expand and delete and change as necessary that's really fascinating yeah um let me see if I can find my original idea dump for the lesbianist <laughs> I love it. Oh, we're going back. Oh, God. I found all my original title ideas. Those are going to be bad. 
Okay, I have like a list of questions that I was asking myself. Um, okay, a lot of these are spoilers. I don't know if I could say. No, it's okay. Don't. Um, but like even just like little mannerisms that people can have, like oh, how like um. I'm trying to find something that's not a spoiler. Like, yeah. <laughs> like in here, I'll be like, so Bo likes to smile with only her eyes. Um, and so when she actually smiles, like with her mouth and her cheeks and everything, like, you know, she's really happy. Like, you know. I love this so much. <laughs> so like stuff like that, I'll be like, I'll just have like a random idea about a character and like put it in my little idea dump. <laughs> But and then, then like, that also, to... I'm like, learn, I'm, I don't know, things are clicking for me and I love learning on this podcast. That's why I love interviewing nice. people. It's truly, it's like, it's mostly me wanting to learn about other people. It's a selfish little thing of me, like, I want to learn. Um, <laughs> but it's the thing of that to me, like that kind of mannerism creates a plot, right? Like mm-hmm. that creates a plot moment of like, okay, then if that's the truth where Bo only smiles with her eyes and then you need to earn that genuine smile, there's a moment where we can earn that genuine smile. Yes. And that plot yes. point like oh, uh-huh. <laughs> how cool. Oh yeah. I love I love that. Okay. So you said that everybody generally, like generally speaking with Writer's House tends to be very editorial before we go on submission in the hopes that when you sell the book, you don't have to edit as much. It, you know, you don't have to answer. I know some things are meant to be kept secret. Did you have to edit as much when you sold the book or? Um, so I didn't have to do that much editing. Um, apparently my editor is a very, um, also a very editorial, like she's, supposedly like a what's the word I don't want to say like harsh editor but like a very like you know what I mean like um hands-on very like like will you know not be afraid to like say everything that needs to yeah and so I I think I got a really a glimpse of that with my second book because it was not as um polished as the lesbianist guide okay um because the with the lesbianist guide um it was pretty much surface level edits like there were a couple plot things but nothing really major that we had mm-hmm. to do um it was mostly stuff that like I could do pretty quickly and like with my second book it was like rearranging all the events and changing the timeline and um, adding characters or taking away characters and making lines like I had to change the whole plot like the whole plot was oh my gosh (laughs) it was a mess but yeah so I really got a glimpse of that with my second book because Allie didn't revise that one with me before because it was a two book deal so I already had an editor so I just okay, sent okay. her basically a first draft. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, that makes so. sense. So was that a choice on, again, just learning, Is was that a choice on, like, you and your agent's part? Because, again, I know once you get an editor, the process changes of, like, who do I send it to, who do I not, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just, like, 
Um, I know Ali didn't want to like step on any toes by like editing yep. it before like Alessandro would edit it. Um, Alessandro is my editor, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a lot of like AL names in publishing. Like my agent is Alexandra. My editor is oh. Alessandra. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, there are. Sometimes I accidentally almost email the wrong person. <laughs> when I have something to say so like <laughs> that's almost happened several times but um, oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah sorry I got distracted from that um but yeah it, it was just like um Ali helps me with things that don't have an editor yet like so anything we're going to go on submission with she'll help me revise like we're revising an adult romance right now nice and then um, anything that I have an editor for, it just goes to the editor. Okay, that's fantastic. I've heard, I, I'm just always curious because, again, every relationship mm-hmm. is different. Like, every agent relationship is different. Every editor yeah. relationship is different. So for sure, that's fascinating. Because I know there's also, like, a little bit of fear I've heard from some friends of, like, after you've done that first book, you kind of like have this fear of like, okay, here's this very much untouched thing. They're going to mm-hmm. see behind the mask, you know, that yeah. I'm not that great of a writer or whatever. And I think yeah. hearing that, <laughs> hearing your story kind of might help some people be like, it's okay. They understand it's going to be a first draft. Yeah, They're not going to just totally like, understand. And like, Alessandra was really paper. great about it. Cause like, even though it needed a lot more work than the first book needed, she was still really like enthusiastic about it, you know, like she was yeah. like, she could see the book's potential when like almost I couldn't see its potential, but she saw its potential and she gave me an edit letter that like would help to reach its potential. And so now I feel so much better about the book than I did before. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. I think again, finding people who, believe in you right they mm-hmm. believe in you they believe in the story you're trying to tell yeah that's exciting um this next book we don't have to talk about it in detail because I know secrets are secrets but mm-hmm. are we in for another heartwarming funny romance so it's a little different than the lesbianas guide it's still okay. contemporary it still has romance but it is I I can give a little short little pitch Oh, yay. This is exciting. Very, very, very short, like one sentence. (laughs) So it's like um, kind of like a Me Too style revenge book with a queer autistic protagonist. (laughs) 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 What? Yeah, so it's a revenge book. I'm very excited. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, when we started this, I was like, this is going to be an author that I follow for the rest of Aww. my life. And now that's solidified. Because I love that it's like, yeah, you can kind of tell this is a Sonora book. Uh-huh. But we're putting this really cool spin on it. Like, this really ferocious spin. I yeah. love it's definitely like it was very different, but like really, really, really fun to work on. Ah, oh, that's exciting. So yeah. the deadline you were talking about at the beginning, like finishing mm-hmm. the deadline and then all of this is started. Mm-hmm. Um is that 
the revisions for this book that yeah. you just completed? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, the revisions that um, I just got from Alessandra for the second book, which I'm actually like really, really happy with. Like, I think it might still need like another round maybe, but I, I will probably definitely need another round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm because let's be honest, guy even had multiple rounds. Right. Um, but this one, um, like, I'll just say that it's like I said, like, I I was struggling to see its potential just because it was following the Lesbianist Guide, which is so, so polished, and I had so much help with it. Um, and this one, I basically just had, like, myself before, like, and beta readers to, uh-huh. like, try to, like, get it good enough to send to my editor. And, like, Ali did look at, like, I think the first 100 pages. Yeah. Um, but it was just, like, one round. Uh-huh. Um, versus like lesbianas guide, it was like so many rounds. Several, um, yeah. So, um, it was a lot of like second guessing myself, and a lot of just like not really knowing. And I, I almost didn't. It wasn't that I didn't love the book. I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see its full potential, you know. And I feel like oh, okay. I see its full potential now that I've got in my edit letter and that I've revised it. And I'm like, okay, it's actually a book now. It's going to be hopefully good. Like, I hope people like it. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) No, I, mm, okay. That's interesting because that almost ties into what I've heard from some people about that sophomore novel is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like they see how beautiful and wonderful and amazing this first book is. And like, you know, not just polished, but like it had a message and it has a following and it's already got its feet and it's walking babies going to school. Like Mm -hmm. look how great it is. And then you come to that sophomore novel and it's like, what are you even, what, what is this thing that just walked into my brain? And like, I think a lot of people struggle to find the heart of it. Right. And I think it's really like inspiring to know you'll get there. You'll get there eventually with it. Yeah. Cause it's definitely possible to like write a book and revise a book, not knowing and not, not feeling that like, not the spark, but like that feeling of like, I know this is going to be good. You know, like it's possible to Uh get there you know, like through more revision and through like help with your editor or your agent or even just like yourself and time. Uh Uh-huh. And like seeing like that it can still, it can still get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always a push to have it right now, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of things in life. Like I want it right now. I want it to click right now. Yeah. And I think no, letting people know that there's time, there's time. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It'll click eventually. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> so you have a lot of exciting things in the future. We're working on an adult yeah. romance as well. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> has it been fun stepping into the realm of adult romance versus YA? It has been very fun. Um, I, it's definitely not my, like 
my most natural genre to write. Like, I think Uh YA is more natural to me. But I just had the idea, and I needed to write the idea. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) um, I've learned a lot since revising this. We've actually been revising this for longer than I was revising Lesbiana's Guide um, at this point. But I'm really excited. I think we'll go on submission, hopefully pretty soon. Um, I know we're like really trying to like make it like not rejectable. <laughs> um, Got it. Yep. Cause right now I know that like editors are really like swamped and things submission is really hard for people. And so like, I think we're trying to like stand out a little bit. <laughs> right. Like somebody will get this and say, I'd, I'd be foolish not to accept it, you know, like not buy it. That's the hope. I don't know. I know it's still going to be like a a hard journey because of where everyone's at right now. Right. Um, with publishing. Right. So I'm trying not to get my hopes too high, but I'm also trying to manifest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I I think if anybody is the champion of manifesting things, I think it is you because your whole <laughs> journey is just. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do yeah. it. I'm gonna do it. Do it right now. Let's go. And it happens yeah. and it works. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's such a bright I don't know. For I am a very anxious person who is like, I have to know every step of the way and I have to research everything very carefully before I even take a teeny tiny step. Yeah. I love I love hearing this. It just makes me want to be a little bit braver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I think there's definitely a like happy medium somewhere in there um yeah I'm I'm a little less so like that now than I was in the beginning because like I still right I I recognize that I was very risky in the beginning (laughs) and like (laughs) now I'm kind of like I would like to have a little less risk but like I still want to like manifest things and like at least try to like put it in my brain that like everything is possible and like, you know? Yeah. I think it would be a very hard journey if you didn't have a little bit of that. Like it's, it it's yeah. possible. I think the one thing I've learned about this industry and trying to make it through is that every step is magical, even though every step sucks. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. It's magic. Like it's magic that, to me that somebody would want to represent somebody's stories like it's fiction right like it's a story it's important but it's like I just wrote this it came out of my brain and I want to buy that and I don't know Mm -hmm. it's magic yeah I agree um so I feel like we're getting close to that wrap-up time I don't want to take up too much of your time I do want to talk oh you're awesome this has been fun talking to you um (laughs) I knew it would. I was so excited. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, because we try and like give people as many connections as possible and as many ways to like reach out and connect with each other. And I noticed on your website that um, I am one of those people who is oblivious to everything. Uh, I just recorded an episode um, with someone who talked about S-C-B-W-I. Yeah. I I was like, (laughs) I've seen that around and I know it exists had no idea what it was um so the same thing here I was like I see this hashtag all the time and I'm like look at all these people connecting 
I love this for them, but I just don't recognize where things come from. But you started and host hashtag QPOC chat, mm-hmm. queer people of color chat. Can you talk about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so it's a monthly chat on Twitter for uh, QTBIPOC uh, writers of color, queer and trans, black and yes. indigenous people of color. Um, sorry, just in case people didn't know the acronym. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so basically it's like a space for us to just kind of um, just talk about our works in progress and like get to know each other and like make connections. Like sometimes we'll have like, um, like some, sometimes I'll ask a question that's like, what kind of connections are you looking for? Like people can find CPs and beta readers or like writer friends. Um, people can share like their, you know, buy links and stuff at the end and like we can all support each other and like of course it's just really fun to talk about our whips and like get to know each other (laughs) Um, yeah I always have so much fun with it and I will say um with QPOC chat there is going to be um in the June chat a fun little announcement at the end um so keep your eyes open for that. That's going to be actually something pretty big, I think, that's going to come. That's that. exciting. Okay, so everybody needs to tune in to the June hashtag QPOC chat. I'll put it mm-hmm. in the show notes so everybody can go find it um, and search for it on Twitter. That's amazing. I see, like, I think that's the thing is I see these hashtags pop up and I love, I think the thing that happens for me is that I read it and I just get so much joy myself from watching people connect and I love that you have created something like that especially you. when your book is about when your book is about finding that connection with yourself yeah. and like fostering that I don't know there's something so magical and wonderful about that yeah I love Aww. it it makes me really happy <laughs> yeah well this this conversation has made me very happy. So oh, thank you. you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad. And I can't I literally cannot wait. Um so the Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School comes out when? It comes out May 17th. Ah, and people can get it where? Uh everywhere books are sold. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited. Go request it at your local library, everyone. Go purchase pre-order copy. Pre-order copy for your neighbor. I don't know. Just do it. Yes. I want everyone you know. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. I'll make sure to put buy links and all that in the show notes as well um, so people can find that and support you. So we like to wrap it up in two different ways. I'm just going to randomly pick one. And I think the one just to keep these good vibes going is... What is something, it does not have to be writing related, but what is something this week that has brought you joy, Sonora? Ooh, okay. This week, like this past week. Yeah, we're in the past Oh, whatever. so much has brought me joy in the past week. What day is it? How many days have passed since? <laughs> <laughs> I love um, this. Well, about a week ago was Y'all West. That brought me a lot of joy. Um, I went to San Diego with some friends and we had a lot of fun there. Um, now I'm in LA 
I, it's just this whole past week has brought me joy like nonstop. So I'm Aww. I'm having a great time. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> vacation the whole week. I love it. Also, I'm yeah. struggling to not be like a little bit jealous of you being in jealous. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I got no. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Aww. Well, Sonora, thank you so much for being on the show and talking with you today. I really appreciate it. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you again to Sonora Reyes for talking with me on Basic Pitches about their new debut, The Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School. It sounds like a really great, heartwarming, funny, heartbreaking, and then mend you back together book that we all need right now. So please go out and buy it. You can get it right now wherever books are sold. You can also get it on audiobook. I'll put all the links to that in the show notes. Remember to check into hashtag QPOC chat. It is every second Wednesday of the month. And Sonora did say check in for June. I will see you next time. Bye.